we are in Parashat Bashalach, in the portion of Bashalach. And uh, we know it's a famous portion because there's so many things happening, the splitting of the Red Sea, the, uh, the Israelite, the Jewish people leaving Egypt after 430 years of slavery. You know, we are talking about transformation and uh, full capacity of transformation is happening this week after splitting of the Red Sea. Some complaints, sweet water, the manna, um, so many things happened in the parasha and it was difficult for me when I prepared the lecture. I said, uh, I guess I, I, I have to teach all of it, but what am I doing? I mean, the whole idea of the mana, just think about the mana, that concept is uh, so unique, so unique. I mean, the mana. What is the mana? Food coming from heaven and it's test according to your mind. What if you think about it, that's how it tastes like. Can you imagine? You're responsible for the flavor of the food you're eating. No more restaurant. No more order from a waiter. Or I ate with this chef or another chef. It's all based on raw food that you can turn it into whatever you want. That's, that's the man. And that came from heaven. What could be better than that? I mean, based on Kabbalah, this is called Or Yashar, direct light. And I mean, what is the way to earn it? I mean, we cannot earn something that comes from above. Only by doing something toward that or by sharing. And we know the mana came exactly the amount for each person exactly to what they need. You cannot go and collect it during Shabbat. Stop doing Shabbat. And uh, to understand for us, what is this universe is capable of if we connect to the Creator is unheard of. Everything is there. You can go sit and schwitz in a spa and you're going to meet the person that you need to do a business with. Or you're supposed to walk in the street and the question for your answer for 25 years is right next to you. That's how the universe is supposed to operate. Synchronicity exists everywhere. The order is perfect. For some reason, we are not capable to connect to that order all the time. For that reason, we invented Passover. In Passover, you connect to that order. And when a person is connected to that order, then you're going above the universe of separation. And for that reason, everything is working out. I mean, story like Amalek. You're fighting the Amalek, the worst enemy that exists. The enemy that put in your mind doubts. Moses is coming, he's raising his hand, Habibi. Amalek is losing. What, what is that raising the hand? I mean, what, what, what is the story with raising the hand? And then, then of course, the Gemara talk about the day when he raises his hand, the people of Israel look at the sky, get some Yir'ah and get connected to the Creator. And by that, they won. So Moses was basically a vehicle to connect them to Avi of Sheba Shabbayim, to bring emunah within their soul. For me, we learn the emunah, the faith that you have, is correcting everything in your life. That's all what we need. So the Pasha is to teach us that everything is already here. We need to do some work to reveal that everything is there. Now, to understand that, today I got a good news. That's the paper of the good news. I found out today 
at one site called Sapphire, they have a section or the whole thing of Rabbi Yehuda Ashlag, Baal Asulam, Pticha Lechokmat Akabala. And uh, thank God to Sapphire and thank God to my very dear friend, student, and friend. Michael Inglander was pushing very hard to make sure that will be on Sapphire. So thank you, Michael, if you listen to it. So I would like to read from it. I would like to be the first one to start connecting to it. I'm reading just the first trip, so Kim, don't worry, I'm not going to get off the subject. The reason I'm reading it is because I want to focus on the mana before even we start the story of the Pasha. Because the mana means everything from heaven is already there. So how can that be? So I've asked, like, start by saying, Rabbi Hanani ben Akashi Omer, Rabbi Hanani is saying, God wanting, I'm, I'm jumping to English to save time, uh, to give us zachut, to give us merit, to give us all the wonderful thing. That's why he gave us Torah and mitzvot. Now, if you ask people about Torah and mitzvot, they will tell you, oh, it's a, it's a burden, it's too much, I cannot pray now, I cannot do this, I cannot study Torah. Nothing with the cheshek, nothing with, the, with, 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 with desire, with excitement, you know? It's up to the teacher to teach everything with excitement, but it's up to the student to respect the teacher, that, to see that the teacher teaches with excitement. It's two sides. Like a gentleman asked me not too long ago, he saw that the teacher is too tough on the kids. You know, doing Amidah, the kids were making noise and the teacher said, nah, with the hand. And he, he found it to be judgmental. Maybe it is judgmental, but if the student will be a good student, they will look at the teacher and remember that the teacher is actually want to make them a better human being. So in everything, Torah mitzvot, it's a ratzakatus He want to create merit for us. That's why he gives us the Torah mitzvot. And he'd say, what is, what is lezakot? What is to give us merit? He says, zakot, is dakechot. The merit meaning purify yourself. Lorat mitzvot, As it say, that the mitzvot was given to us only to purify us. And we need to understand, what is that purification we need to do to the mitzvot? And he say like that. The thought of creation was only to do good for the part that God created, us. Everything around us, animals, vegetables. So God, one thing is the creator is doing is just to do good for his creature. Like the manna. For that reason, within our soul, there is desire to receive all the goodness that the creator wants to give us. The desire to receive we have within our vessel, within our desire, is to receive exactly the amount of pleasure that the Creator want to give us. Everybody. One more, one less. And everything is connected to one another. So everything comes from the Creator, blessed be He. The desire and the fulfillment. There is a big difference between the two. Your desire, my desire, our desire, everything desire, it's called yesh me'ayin, something from nothing. The fulfillment itself that comes from above, that's called yesh me'yesh. So the mana is yesh me'yesh. We create a desire for all the wonderful things as yesh me'ayin, something from nothing. And some of those two forces are not meeting each other. The only way they will meet each other, if we change ourselves. And that's what this parasha is all about. That's what this parasha is teaching us, the shalach, how we get out of the klipot 
how we get out of Egypt, how we get out of the misery, how we get out of all, all the issue. But before I'm telling you the, the idea of how do we get out of everything, I think it's fair enough to start from the beginning to know what exactly happened and how the Creator took slaves for 430 years. You know what it means? It means that every person who was born knew he was born into slavery. Think about it. Think about it. It's like a ghetto. There is one building. You know the grand-grand-grandfather of yours was a slave, and you are a slave, and the, your, your children and your grandchildren will be a slave. There's no way out. This is it. This is who you are. That's your personality. That's what you're going to do for the rest of your life. That will be next generation. Similar in the, I heard in India, you know, poor people believe that that's the karma. Sad that they use religion and spirituality to tell people that. That they will never change. They're born to be a slave. Not true. That's why there is the creator. That's why you need that munah. And I want to read to you that section from the Zohar. Okay, by Ibeshalach Paro. It's in Sulam, it's in Kaf A. So, Amar Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon said, Bore, Shiatu Israel Mimitraim, when the Israelites left Egypt, Ayaruham Nishberet Bekirbam. They were broken. They were broken. Broken. Me'avodat Aparech. Ayu Shumim Jishbachot Shalom Alachim. And they heard the angels singing that they're getting out of Egypt. Do you think a slave appreciating getting out of that misery cannot even tell? There is no way you can describe what freedom feel like. You can't understand freedom if you're a slave. You can't value freedom if you are addicted to something. You can't value a freedom and test the sweetness of freedom when it's all about what can I get for me today? They could not be happy, say the Zohar. All the Berkavot. I'm talking about try to imagine 100 billion entity forces get out of Egypt together with the Israelites. All the angels are singing and beautiful. Do you think the slave can hear it? Israel, the Creator, blessed be He. He woke up the Israelites. So they will be able to listen and hear those sing, those songs of the angel, those songs of above the Merkavot. Usually, if you listen to such a sound, you die. They didn't die. Usually when you come from work and you work very hard as a slave, usually that's the time you feel you are in pain. When they left Egypt, the test, the test of death. Because at that moment, it makes you realize what just happened in the last 24 hours. We are, we are, we are experienced 12 months of Hashem give plagues after plagues to Egypt. We don't know what the end result. We have no idea. We are not certain of what's going to be tomorrow. We don't know. That's why if you're taking care of a poor person, always remember it. Money is not enough. Food is not enough. Towels is not enough. Shower is not enough. If you give a poor person ability that is his or her future will be good and you show them how it's going to be good, food and place to live, you calm them down. So they were broken. They were tested death. 
הקדוש ברוך הוא רפאם, God cure them, it's a God walk in front of them, and all the bad uh, medicines that come from the path, ריחות של רפואה נכנסו בגופם, and that steam that come from the ground went into the body, how beautiful the Zohar described it, ונרפאו, they get cure, physically the body get cure, ובכל התשבחות שיושבים היו שמחים מנחה רוחם, then they were able to hear all the wonderful angels singing, so this is a very important section from the Zohar. The Zohar is basically helping us to understand how the Creator with His mercy took a group of people that have no chance to make it. No chance. No chance physically, no chance spiritually, no chance. And allow them to be the best version of themselves. Lesson for us, my friend. Lesson. Lesson number one. Actually, there is only one lesson because lesson number two will come later. Lesson number one, and the only lesson in this paragraph, is to understand before you're helping someone, you better make them feel good. If they don't feel good, you will not be able to reach out to them because they're broken. They have problems. They have that issue. They have physical issues. They have health issues. They have money issues. They have relationship issues. Thousands of issues. They don't listen to you. Even if you sing, even if you go with them to a show, even if you buy them an expensive suit for Shabbat, whatever it is you do for them, they're not there yet. So you're going to make them happy and then they say, can I buy you a suit now? Now they'll say, oh my God, somebody buy me a suit. Because they are here. They're not thinking about if they're going to have a piece of bread for tonight. That's a lesson. Very important lesson. Now, I'm going to use Orachaim uh, tonight. Orachaim was a commentary on the Torah. His name is Rabbi Chaim ben Atar. Rabbi Chaim ben Atar was always writing to Baal Shem Tov. They live at the same time. They believed that Rabbi Chaim ben Atar was a reincarnation of King David, and Baal Shem Tov was a reincarnation of King David from a different level of King David. So they both want to meet, they never met. They said that if they met, the Mashiach will come. But unfortunately, all kind of weird things happen. Rabbi Chaim ben Atar is buried in Arazetim, the Mount of Olive, next to Yerushalayim, and the Baal Shem Tov in Mitzvah. So tonight, because it's the night of the Rashash, Rabbi Shalom Sharabi, and we know the Rashi Shalom Sharabi, those of you know where it's buried, it's very, very close to Orachaim HaKadosh. So just to let you know uh, that we are connecting to both. Here we go. I'm reading now from Orachaim, Amud Kufain Bet, if I'm not mistaken. And say like that. לאור החיים אסק, ויהי בשלח פרעה את העם, יצא ידת פרעה send the people, or the nation. You saying it on Passover, is Pharaoh send the people of Israel after all these ten plagues, you give the credit to Pharaoh? Where is God in the picture? The Pasha should start like, ויהי בשלח השם לבני ישראל מארץ מצרים. ויהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהיהי
And why is Paro sending the nation? Which armies that ah, those are the Egyptians, those are the witchcraft people, because he's letting go of all the Israelites, the Jewish people from his land. He gotta sneak in some people to make them negative a little bit, make them build a golden calf. And the idea, my friend, is to understand that's a second lesson for this week, Parsha. Who you with? Who is the people that you with? Because after that you say, it's a vaibish la pawatam, rolicham elokim derhet pitim kakove, or a good pedacholo top of the ram, et am, derhet, vechamushim alu bnez and meritzam. And then he said, bnez Israel, chamushim alu bnez and meritzam, which chamushim in 50. Rabbi Shimon related to the number 50, which is Bina, which is freedom. So for me, we learn we have two groups of people. Some people say it was 80% Jewish slave and 20% Egyptian. Some people say even 80% Egyptian and 20% Jewish. So let's stay with 80, 20, 80, the Israelite, the slave, and 20% the Egyptian who joined them that eventually become uh, together with the Israelite. So I'm continuing with that. That's point number two. Lesson number two is remember. You have to remember that the story of Rabbi Yossi from the Gemara, the most important thing is who you spend time with. If you spend time with the wrong people, you're going to get wrong. If you spend time with the right people, you're going to get right. You know, and this is very, very important to remember. So now I'm jumping to Pasuk A. Looking for Pesukei, actually. Here it is. It says, also Orachim, I'm continuing everything Orachim. By Yugad Lamelech, it's told the king, meaning Pharaoh, Kibarach, that the nation or the people of Israel left. What do you mean left? He told them to go. Remember last week, Pasha? It was a deal. Not only it was a deal, you can look at the Midrash, it was a contract. They signed a contract. There was slave family, slave of slave of slave. They had to sign a gitim. Gitim meaning a contract of divorce that the, the, that the owner let go of the slave. It was it was deal like with lawyers. I mean, not lawyer then, but contract. They were bidding up for 12 months. Of course they will send them. It's almost, it doesn't make sense. This pasuk doesn't make sense. It's tell them that the nation ran away. Remember those people, the negative people that he sent with the Israelite? They ran away. The 20% non-Israelite, non-slave, that Pharaoh sent with them to make the mixed multitude around us, Erev Rav, they uh, decided to change side, to join Moshe Rabbeinu and to join the Israelite. That's when Kibarach Ha'am. So lesson, lesson number three is to understand from Orachim here tonight, to understand uh, that when you're working with Hashem, like we read from Rabashlag, when you're working with the Creator, when you're working with the Divine, and you work on understanding that your desire, the fulfillment, like the manna, 
is actually all gift and you have gratitude all the time, then Hashem is taking care of your business. You will do whatever you do. We're going to study it from Turma, Zohar Turma. And Hashem will take care of everything. That's what you need to know. But to tell it to a slave who just yesterday was controlled, and his father was controlled, his grandfather, his grandfather was controlled by Pharaoh, it's very difficult to believe. Very difficult. And on top of it, now I'm adding point number four. Also, I mean, Orachaim. I'm continuing Orachaim. I think it's Pasuk A. Mitzrayim or Dafacharem. I think it's, uh, let me see, let's see the Mitzrayim. Pasuk Yud. I mean, Pasuk Yud Orachaim. And it says like this Mitzrayim no Seacharem. Egypt drive behind them. Who is this Egypt to drive without them? Why say no Seah? Ah, they don't have to do Nosim and plural. Why is it single? Nosim is single. Plural will be Nosim. Mitzrayim Nosim Achareim. Rabbim, not Yahid. You cannot say Nosim. It's the wrong Hebrew. But it's a one. Ah, said Orachayim Akadosh. You know who was Nosim? Who is the single who was driving? The Sarshal Mitzrayim. It's not a human being. It's an angel. It's a minister from above. He was there. So they, the Israelites look back, they saw, whoa, angel. So he saw the Malach, like Orachim uh, say, like Alexander, Alexander Mogdon. Okay? That before he go to war, he had an angel all the time. They tell him what to do. So before he went to Jerusalem, you know, he didn't know if to hit Jerusalem or not. And they show him, the angel show him a face of a tzaddik. The name of that tzaddik, his name is Shimon tzaddik. Those of you who never been in his grave, it's in Yerushalayim. And Shimon tzaddik opened the door of Jerusalem for Alexander. For that reason, all the Jewish people have a tradition to call their children Alex or Alexander. Okay? The reason they call is because of that memory of Shimon tzaddik. Can you imagine how long ago that go? So it's saying, Vinemina Stam, I'm reading Gorachaim. So Hashem is telling the Israelites, So it says, they didn't know, they got scared because they saw a minister from heaven, which is more than a king, after them. No the Israelites start to worry. They felt the war is not against human beings. We are dealing now with something much, much more. And they got to conclusion, say, well, Chaim, listen to that. Ki לא יספיק שראו מלאכים באו ללחם עמם, כי עוד כי השם חזר במחשבתו הטובה. So, oh my God, God gave up on us. He sent his angel to hit us. כי זולת זה לא היה מסכים על מלאכו לבוא לגן אדם. God control all the angels. Look at the אמונה דאב. So if the angel come after that, we're in big ברוך. We're in big problem. ולזה צעקו. That's why they start screaming and yelling and praying. ואילו לא היה פרעה מקדים, הוא היה עם הסדר הרגיל שהקדים המלך היו תולים הדבר. כי לא למלחמה, בעלי הלמות לפני המלך, חוסר המלך. 
Normally the angel come together with the king. They didn't see the king, they see just the angel. Then they say, this is not, this is serious. Because if it come with the king, And the question of Rahim said, why Hashem has to bring first the angel? Why Hashem didn't prevent the angel? Two reasons. One, because you know what happened to the angel? That angel died in Yamsu, died in the Red Sea. Okay? And the Israelites saw the Egypt die in the ocean or in the sea, but it didn't say metim as plural, it say met as singular. Okay? So for me, we learned that was the angel. And Hashem wanted Israelite to see that the angel is gone. Second reason Hashem brought it, look at this, you want to be shocked with the second reason. So the fear they're going to go through, they will do tshuva. They will start thinking about what is the thing I need to change? What is the thing I need to grow? What is the thing? A lot of time when you go through fear, a lot of time when you go through a difficult time, you start doing tshuva. You start looking inside and finding out what to do. What to do? Where to go? I remember many years ago, it was a lady who has a lot of problems and she needed to see me. I was new into New York and I didn't have an office. So I started meeting people in the synagogue, but it was loud, it wasn't easy. In the end, I find a room where they store the plates and stuff like this. I arrange it, I put some tablecloth on it. <laughs> and uh, I said, I hope she will be okay. It was no window. Try to imagine. It's a box, door, two chair. See, they're behind me, all the plate, and I'm smiling, looking. And I say, Hashem, you know I wanted to, to give her the best, but I cannot afford a place yet. I have plate and nobody see it. But I was afraid. So that fear, I was afraid she's not going to like me. She's not going to like what I'm going to tell. Because she came to see me because she want to do her program for young children. So I'm sitting there in the office. She walk in. That's a true story, by the way. She walk in. I said, okay, I have that book for you. Maybe we can study from that. Or I said, listen, I didn't come here to study. She said, excuse me? No, no, no. So that's my checkbook. That's my pen. I need to know how much would it cost to help kids to study more. So I don't know the price. I don't know what to tell you. It said it was 360,000 would be enough. I got scared. I said, you don't, you, you, you. And I'm in that office, Shmegeg, as we call plates behind me that nobody see. So my friend, the fear that you're going to, or the embarrassment you're going to make you grow. That's what it's saying here. It's saying, look at this. When you're going to embarrassment, when things not working for you, many times it happened to me, things not working for me. That's the key to success. It doesn't mean you should put somebody else in discomfort. It doesn't mean you should put yourself purposely in discomfort. That's not a derech Torah. But if somehow that's how things go, it's bracha. You want to have a miracle? 
You want to have an office without plate in the back? Go to the office with the plate in the back. Go through that thing. Because the nest is waiting for you. Lesson number, I think it was five or something like that, is to understand that a lot of time when things seem to go wrong, really wrong, and the old angel from above come to fight you, and you are shaking, and the split seat didn't happen yet, at that moment there is a miracle. You just have to find it. You need to find it. And it's a very important that you will. Good. Very happy about this lecture today because I'm sharing with you some goodie that I always wanted to share. Now we're coming to another point. The lesson number six. Also Orachim. <laughs> Verse 13. Hashem said to them, okay, now when you're ready, now when you're afraid, now you have to be quiet and I will fight for you. And then he's telling them in Pasuk Yud Gimel, in 13, It yatzvu uru. It yatzvu uru it Yeshuat Hashem. Stand and you will see the redemption of the divine, the redemption of the creator. Maybe to stand like a prey. Like you were screaming, now do it. Fila tamida. When Hashem said today, when Moses came to promise them about redemption, it was exactly 12 months. You need to understand, guys, the Israelites didn't know about splitting of the Red Sea. That part came after. They knew about angel of Egypt. They knew about the best soldier in the world are chasing them. They knew that 20% of those soldiers decided to become Jewish at that day. All happened. And they have no idea how with the ladies who are pregnant and the babies and whatever they have, that they can fight back. And you know what Hashem told them? Don't worry, by the end of the day you win, everything will be okay. Would you believe? Would you believe? Would you believe? I'm not talking about the office with some plate. No big deal. I'm talking about all the problem in the world that exists. You're facing it. And Hashem is sitting with you. Drinking tea together. And he say, Eliyahu, listen to me, my dear. 8 p.m. tonight, everything is over. <laughs> Wouldn't you start laughing? How can that be? And Hashem continue. This Egyptian that you see and the angel and everything, you're never going to see them again. How? And, and again, they're afraid of the angel. That's what the nightmare. The angel was the bomb. The angel scared them. And here, to understand how, we need to get a little bit deep into it. Because Orachim is sending us to a Zohar. The Israelites were under influence of judgment. And the way you can get into mercy from above, you need some good doing. Now the question is, how do you get uh, to good doing? And I'm going to go to Zohar Teruma. 
And I'm going to read from Zohar Terumah, if you have the Sulam, it's in verse Taf Taf Chet, which is 808, nice number. And of course, this is the famous Pasuk, Hashem Roi Lo Echsam. And I'm going to read it. I think we have time. I can read the whole thing. I'm sorry if the lecture will be a little bit longer today. I know you like it half an hour, but I, I, I try to make it as short as I can. Mizmor le David Hashem Roi Lechsam. The famous pasuk that we say before, uh, after the Tilat Yadayim. Arela Manu. She Mizmor le David Yoresh Shartah Lav Shechina. We know in that section the Shechina was dwelling on on uh, King David. I'm, I'm going to skip the, that part to get to the core of everything. And I'm now in Taf Taf Tet and Ravash like write something. Ki ifshar shatachtonim ikablu the belower cannot receive mashu ima elyonim and amikablim tchila. If the upper don't receive it first. Meaning if something happened in Atzilut, in the world of emanation, it will happen also in the world of action. Yeah, we know that. That's not the answer yet. And I'm continuing tough, tough yud. Hashem ro'eshli. When David HaMelech said, God is my shepherd, meaning what? He's my shepherd. The shepherd is taking care of the earth, where there is grass and food to eat. There is no, 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 nothing is missing. Everything is there. God is my shepherd. Lazunoti, to take care of my money and my food and my clothing and my place to live. Everything I need. Another explanation, say the Zohar. And that's connect to our parasha. We know that the money of a person is very different because it's coming from Notzer Chesed or from Nakei. It's called Mazala 13. It's from Mazala. That is hard for Hashem, like splitting of the Red Sea. Why? Why is it hard? Two of the explanations are right. First explanation that Hashem is taking care of you. Second explanation, it's hard for Hashem to deal with the money of a person. It's the same like splitting of the Red Sea. What's the connection between money and splitting of the Red Sea? Pirush. Explanation. The whole world is based on truth and judgment. It's have to be honest. And God judged the world honestly for good people and for bad people. So, when Hashem sees that how wicked are the people, it's hard for Him to be honest and to give them all the money and all the food and everything they need because they don't deserve it. Not because He doesn't have enough. Because if he's going to give them something that they don't deserve, it's going to burn them. It's called prayer of Shem. Naim and Exifah. It's bad for them. As Kashem benam datet laim mazon. It's bad for, for him. From the attribute of the truth, from the attribute of judgment, he can't give them. Mishum she'et lo lazun et ha-reshaim ulehelo she'chotim. Because he has to take care of them. V'hu seim ha'em lifli mishorodadim. So he's giving them. V'zan me'parnes otam kfi chesed ha'yon. And he's giving them anyway, even if they don't deserve. And this is through the Nachal, through the river that pulled all the sustenance, all the wonderful thing, all the help from above to below. And then the same river taking care of the Hasidim and Tzaddikim. On Rashaim, the wicked, the kind people, and the righteous, 
all receive from Hashem. And also the animals, and also the, the birds, even the lice or the eggs, the, 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 the eggs of the lice, the lice eggs. Every person get benefit. So why is it say difficult for him like Yamsuf? What is difficult for the Yamsuf? Like the Red Sea, the splig of the Red Sea. The Kikriyat Yamsuf Ayakashelo? As the Zohar in Truma Taf Taf Yud Gimel? Is the splitting of the Red Sea was so difficult for Hashem? It's Hashem! It's a divine! It's the creator! He doesn't wake up in the morning and Red Sea, that's a tough one. You're asking for something tough. I can do the Kinneret. Can we close the Kinneret? No, no, no. I want the Red Sea. Eh, difficult, difficult. Maybe you can go from the, from, from the Mediterranean Sea. I think I can, I can build a bridge as Hashem. No! We need to understand what it means. Kriyat Yamsuf. Ayakashelo. How can that be? And get closer to the sea, and the creator want to open it. Ba, an angel by the name of R H A B, is the minister of Egypt. He said, Master of the world, you know, it's an angel. Master of the world, why you want to kill all the Egyptians? And then split the Red Sea for the Israelite. Everybody is wicked. Kulabarashari. What do you think? The, those Israelites are good? Just yesterday they joined you, they were slaves. They did the same thing like the Egyptians. Uh, both of the sides are bad. Why are you killing this and saving this? Everything you do is honest and everything is judgment. Those people who worship Avodazara, idol worshiping, those people who worship idol. What's the difference between them? If you know the Agadah, that's how you start to remind yourself. Adultery, everything. Those kill people, those kill people. It was difficult for Hashem not to be honest and not to do everything according to the right thing. Vinei Yisrael ayu nosim anayam shekatuvay barashem. Daber bnei Yisrael veisau. That's why it say that Hashem said to bnei Yisrael, go. Ve'akashel efanav la'avur aladim. Le'kola im tayam suf. It was hard for him to split the Red Sea. Ule'shibid akashbo b'schut Avram. But Hashem looked at the merit of Avram. Shikdim ba'bokr la'asod mitzvat rabono ve'rotzono. When Avram wake up in the morning, when Hashem said to him, take your son, the only son, Isaac, and sacrifice him to me. He said, Avram, wake up early in the morning to do it. He didn't say, let me have breakfast. After breakfast, we study a little bit some Torah. We do some lunch, Mincha, and then I go, no, no, no. Before everything, he did it. He wait for the sunrise, boom. He took his son and said, that's the time. She'ekatuvayashkem Avram baboker. Avram, wake up in the morning. When it happened, early in the morning, the split of the Red Sea. You know why? Say the Zohar, Vayashkem Avram Baboker, Ayu Kulam Nevadim Bayam, Mishum Shekola Laila Hu, Ayakash Mokhbedin Al Israel. It was judgment of Bnei Israel the whole night. What do we do at that night, my friend? What do we do at that night? Are you, are you doing Shivish and Pesach? Shivish and Pesach. For that reason, for that reason, 
Hashem saying the parnasa, the thing, all of it depends on what you're doing. Sometimes we don't deserve to get the good thing we deserve. We don't. Sorry to tell you. I know it doesn't make sense. Righteous people like us deserve it all. But a lot of time we don't deserve. And a person has to look inside and ask himself, am I in a position to ask or by me asking or wake up more judgment on me? A lot of time what you're asking for might be taking something that belongs to somebody else. So you cause judgment to another person. Let's say a thousand people have nothing to eat and another thousand have too much to eat. They throw it to the garbage. How can that be? Well, those people took the food of those. Those meant to be punished. Those meant to be rewarded. But the one who was rewarded has to be careful. Because if they wake up the attribute of judgment, the judgment will come on them. That's why soulmate and money and the splitting of the Red Sea, same thing. Because soulmate means that let's say your soulmate, God forbid, married to somebody else, the husband has to die, so she will come to you. Or the opposite, something like that. There is a story I want to share that I read today from Rabbi Karlimach to understand how things work with the splitting of the Red Sea. Stories about two, two guys. One is the owner, the, the one with the money, and his CPA. And they're traveling. They're traveling, you know, to buy and sell, to buy and sell. They usually go to a city in Poland, they buy the merchandise, they come and sell it, and the quality of merchandise. So wherever they go, they have cash with them, pockets of cash. The gentleman who buy, the owner, is very rich. Everybody know him, but he never buy with credit. He's always take the box with him with cash, and that's what he buy. So the CPA and the, and the owner stop in the middle of the road. And you know, they say, this place is so beautiful. We have to thank Hashem for how beautiful the creation is. And they stop them. It's a beautiful park that a lot of people with family stop them. So uh, usually put the box under them and they sleep on that. They went to sleep in the morning. They left earlier. But they're not being aware that they didn't take the box with cash with them. When they arrive to the city to buy everything, they start choosing what they want, choosing what they want, they come to pay. Everybody trusts the other person will take the box, and nobody took the box. And everybody come to the rich man and say, listen, I can give it to you for free. You pay me later. I know how rich you are. He said, no, I'm not buying your rules, not to buy with credit. I buy everything cash. So listen, we trust you. You buy from us for 25 years. We know who you are. We know the CPA. He said, no, I'm not buying. So CPA looked at him, he looked at him and said, let's go back. They go back said, you know what? We did a good prayer for Hashem. Maybe we stop again and thank Hashem here. Thank Hashem. And they go to sleep. And it's a big part. As they go to sleep, they wake up in the morning and they feel that there is a box under them. When the rich man see the box, he look at the CPA. He say, you're no longer working for me. Here is half of the money. And I'm going home. So can you tell me what happened? I said, I cannot tell you nothing. Good luck. In the meantime, the, the rich man, of course, is, uh, is now uh, uh, going uh, 
back to his town and he's trying to uh, make some business but of course it cannot none of the business work he become really poor and uh, he's trying uh, to do the best he can to survive but nothing happened he become one of the poorest people in town for being the richest and you know how it is when you lose money and and you don't have money, you know, you really find out how many friends you have. You know, all of a sudden people you thought not your friend become your friend. And people who are your real friend appear and the real people you thought they are friend are gone. They don't even say Shabbat Shalom to you. They don't say anything. And the beauty happened that he become really poor. So poor. The poorest. And he joined a group of poor people who told them, if you want help, you have to join us and we will tell you where to go. They arrived to that town and they told him, that's a guy who's very cheap, but maybe he will give you something. So you go, see this guy, and he said, I need help, please. Can you help me? He said, sure, come in. So he come in, he give him something to drink, he give him some cookie, and on the way out, he gave him a gold coin, an old gold coin. It was a big deal then. So he come to meet the poor people and uh, he tell them, listen, I actually had a good time with this guy. He gave me a gold coin. I said, give us the gold coin. It's part of join our group. They take from So they're now jealous and they hate him. And he go back to the rich man. And the rich man said to him, thank you for coming back. Let's, let's have a meal together. And at that time, he doesn't look at the rich man. He's just eating. He's ashamed of himself. As the Gemara said, bread of shame is not the easy thing when you receive gift from people. You feel embarrassed. And he's eating. And uh, the gentleman uh, asked him if he can join him for, for Shabbat. This is down Thursday. He go back and he tell the poor people, the poor Lord, and he tell them, listen, he asked me to come for Shabbat. It's unbelievable. So I'm going to say, great. So they make fun of him and they get very jealous from him. And they went together to the mikveh. And next to the mikveh was like a place to shvit, like a sauna, what they call banyo. And what they did to him, they, they stole his clothes. They stole everything. So he is now naked. He has nothing. His family left him, of course. No money, no nothing. Now he has no clothes. <laughs> He's in the mikveh with no clothes. It's different when you're a rich man and you're on a mikveh with no clothes. Say, I don't have clothes. They have two servants running right away to you to give you. But when you have no money, they kick you out. They kick him out there of Shabbos. Outside. He's hiding behind the tree. In the meantime, the rich man thought he's a decent poor man. He doesn't know he was abused. So he has two wonderful sons. I said to his son, I, I think I like that guy. What happened to him? Do you mind finding him? So they go again to the poor, the guy who was in charge, and they ask, do you know where, where is he? And he's drunk from Shabbat, he's eating good food, dark and everything like this. <laughs> he said, I'm sure he's still schwitzing in the mikveh. They go to the mikveh, they cannot find him. And then they hear singing of Shabbat behind the trees. And they see there is a naked man there. It's him. Of course, they took the jacket, one of the team and the other one, he covered him and they brought it home. And he was so embarrassed. 
and that Shabbat is not eating, he, he, he cannot show his face. So the rich man find out what happened. I said, can you please show me your face? So he was so embarrassed because of the bread of shame. So he showed the face to the rich man. And that's the CPA. And he was so happy to see him. He said, my master, you're the one who gave me the money. I become a billionaire. I'm so rich right now. And I couldn't wait to give you money back, to give you something. Because of you, I become who I am. And the story that continued after that, the CP asked the rich man, his boss in a way, why, when we found the money in the forest, your face becomes sad and you divide the money and you left. And when my kids found you naked with no clothes, no money, no food for Shabbat, you were singing. Song of Shabbat. How can that be? Teach me. He said, well, I'm a student of a great rabbi from Rosim. And we teach that the world is Galgal Mazal. The world is a wheel of fortune. When I came back and I found the money in the same spot, that's impossible. That's when Hashem is doing too much Mazal for me. That's when I'm in the top of the game. I knew that the Mazal is about to change. I was worried about you. I knew that if you're going to continue with me, you're going to lose all the money. So I took half of the money and gave it to you, and I want to separate from you so you can make it. Because I know I have to go to some tough tikkun. The reason I sank when I didn't have anything is because I knew from this point I could only go up. That's what he's saying. Sometimes in life, my friend, you're going to Galgala Mazal. The secret is when you're down, when you're down, Understand great things is coming. When you are up, think how to share, think how to give, things how to help. Can you go above the wheel of fortune? Yes, you can. But for this, you need a lot of siyat you need a lot of study, you need a lot of mitzvot, you need a lot of spirituality, you need a lot of meditation, you need a lot of study of Zohar, Tikkun specifically, to go above the Galgala Mazal. For that reason, when the Bnei Israel, this story is taking us to the last part, I want to give you five more parts, but that will take me five hours. The last part, Bnei Israel is worried. So they start screaming and yelling and praying. Moshe come to Hashem, come to the Divine and say, Hashem, help us. Hashem answer, Mati Why are you yelling to me? The Eli is referred to the Erampin. Eli is referred to the normal level. And I'm going to read from the story, from the letter that Rabbi Yudatsvi Brandwein wrote to the Rav. And it's letter four, those of you who have it. And it says like this. When you need miracle above nature, how do you get above the Galgala Mazal? Above the, the wheel of fortune. What do you need to do? This is only on self-sacrifice. Why? Within the person there is a desire to survive only for oneself alone, only for me. 
ולבלוע הכל into swallow everything ולשלוט על הכל into control everything ובאם הוא מתגבר עצמו למסור את נפשו if you overcome your נפש let go of the ego meet in the office full of spider and, 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 and plates go above the מסירות נפש מסירות נפש is not to die מסירות נפש is swallow your tongue when people tell you things you don't want to hear swallow your tongue sometimes when somebody tell you I'm sorry sir you cannot teach Kabbalah here swallow your tongue when when they tell you I don't want to give you a lecture here all kind of thing like this that embarrass I can only tell you about me how many time I went through Mesirut Nefesh Hashem put me in a situation like this if it's Argentina after the bombing they put me in prison like I'm the terrorist did you know that I take my group and I say, we're dancing now. We're dancing like that poor man dancing in the street. They look at me, are you nuts? I said, beside the point I am. But to tell you what is going on here, we are now in the point that we can get to the highest level. And we did. Mesirut Nefesh. Do you have Mesirut Nefesh in your relationship? You don't? Then don't expect Amazing result. Do you have Mesirut Nefesh in your business? Do you help somebody in your business? Is there this person that you cannot stand in your business and you're going to make them a superstar? If you're a teacher like me, a rabbi, is your Mesirut Nefesh to go the extra mile to help the student, to go the extra mile to help, to help a student who even insult you and abuse you and talk not nice to you and you're going to find a way to help them. doesn't matter what you're going through. It's about them. That's Mesirut Nefesh. So Mati Tzak Eli said that Zohar Be'atikata liyamilta You want to connect to a high level? Atikata liyamilta Atika is the keter of Atzilut. There? Ah! Split the Red Sea. You can fly. You can do anything. But to get there, what is the Rabbanan telling us? להתגבר עצמו למסור את נפשו למען כבודו יתברך. Let go of the ego, let go of the need to be right. Not because of manners, approval, validation, because you want to connect to the divine. אז הכוח הזה בוקע כל האווירים. That force you did opening everything. קורא הכל למסכים. All the curtain been there. אין שום כוח לא מעליונים. ולא בתחתונים לעצור בעדו. Nothing can stop. ולמנוע ממנו שום דבר מבקשתו. Anything you want will happen. Nobody can stop you. What do you want? 7.1 million? Too little. You can get more than that. 9 million? Eh. 71 million? Eh. Everything you want. ותפילתו מתמלא בכל. Remember that. מה תצעק אליי כעת אני רוצה לעשות להם בסיס שירות? I want to create miracle for them more than that. בעתיקה טליה מילתא, כי יש מדרגה שנקראת זרע אנפין, שקבעו לקבל את תפילתם של ישראל, לעלות להם וזה לי. אבל כאן עליי הדבר תלוי, שצריכים לגלות לבני ישראל נס שלא כדרך הטבע. If תצעק אליי, אליי, yes, קודשא בריך, הוא י"ק ו"ק, regular miracle I can do with your brain. But you want to get to מזלה? מסירות נפש. Let go of the desires of the advanced world, everything open. Short, just short, I'm late. All the idea of the 72 name, my friend, just in short version. You see that by Avu, by Yisabayet, all of them start with Vav. Say Tikkun Ezoar, Tikkun 21. Vav, Vav, Vav. 
מוליס וו, דוסופיונו, לא קבלה, זה חסדים. חסדים is made what's come from you out. חוכמה is what's come from out to you. So you have to do with חסדים, you do with the idea for the sake of sharing, you can open any gate, any gate. Now you can ask a question, but Zohar asks, why the two verses going right to left and one verse go left to right? The center column, which is by it, is supposed to be half enough, right? Say the Zohar, it is actually half enough, but we cannot see the second half. The second half is actually left column too, but Hashem is hiding the judgment. Again, to allow us through the chasadim to reveal everything. May this week will be amazing week. May this week we will find so many things that will change us to look for more and more, to become better people, better connect to the divine, to the creator, to God, to see the good in human beings around us, to make ourselves strong, to see the good in people who hurt us, to, to find one good things about them. So Hashem will have mercy on all of us. Thank you for listening. Sorry if I've been long. And uh, remember, this Shabbat is powerful for money because Kirat Yamsuf. So make sure if you have issue with money from this moment, you actually can connect and pray. And this Saturday, wherever you are, in this synagogue you go to, make sure you hear the Torah. That Torah is taking care of business. All the best. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.